This is a Life Source Ministries teaching by Paul Drury. Be built up in your faith as you listen. I want to continue on in this uh, message that God dropped in, in my heart coming into the new year that we started looking at last week on Suddenly. And um, we're going to get down to looking at some of the suddenlies of God this evening. Last week we didn't get that far, um, but we were, were looking last week at, um, at really the consistency of God in our lives. How do we become consistent? Because suddenlies don't happen every day, but thank God for them when they do happen. But you know what I have found over my Christian walk? That there are a lot of people who believe God for big things, but they don't know how to operate in the everyday life. And it's important for us to be able to operate from, from week to week, day to day, walking with Jesus every day. Let me tell you, walking with Jesus every day is, is what life is all about. Thank God for the, the big things when they happen. But I tell you, walking with Jesus every day, that's, that's amazing. Just walking with him, talking with him, having a ministry, all the things we looked at last week. Um, you know, Kenneth Hagin um, had this statement that he said, there's a lot of people are looking for the spectacular and they're missing the supernatural. And he, he basically what he was saying is a lot of people, all they're doing is waiting for big things, but they're, they're not enjoying the, the, the supernatural things that we have of God every day where God ministers to us. Let me tell you, we have the Holy Ghost living in us who bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And so how do you become consistent? So we looked at, at um, faithfulness last week and I really just showed a simple principle last week that God is faithful. Thank God God's faithful. And thank God His faithfulness is not dependent upon ours. Just like Donna was sharing there about the, the prodigal son. The, the father was faithful every single day, scanning that horizon for his son. Why? Because he's faithful. And his faithfulness is not determined by ours. The father's nature, character did not change. But I'll tell you, when the son turned and came back to the father, he got to avail of that. He got to enjoy the love of his father. He got to enjoy the provision of his father. But the father's heart was towards him the whole time. Just like our, our God's heart is towards us. Amen. So God's faithfulness doesn't um, change because of us. He stays the same, the Bible says. Then we looked at God's word is faithful. Thank God for God's word. And we're to hold fast, the Bible says, to the faithful word. But we ended last week by saying, when you get that faithful word in you, what happens is your life becomes faithful. Start, stability starts coming to your life. And I'm telling you, when we have a daily walk with Jesus in his word, just like the, the story of the wise man and the foolish man, Jesus said, whoever comes to me, hears my sins, and applies the word to their life. Get the word of God in you. Dig deep. And lay your life upon a foundation. What happens is you become stable. That when the storms of life come. You still stand. What is that? That's stability. Why? Because of, of a foundation. You're anchored. Uh, uh, Jesus becomes your plumb line. To where you have a center. And I tell you when Jesus is your center. It's like there's a gravitational pull. That keeps pulling you back to him. It doesn't matter whether the life throws. Like as you would say a swerve ball at you. That hits you and sometimes can knock the heart out of you. Or you know what. Um, something unexpected happens. And it seems like you know it hit you and blowing you were knocked to the side. But I'm telling you as long as Jesus is your center. And you're built on him. You're stable. Amen. 
And so that's why it's important to have Jesus as the center of our lives, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In an unstable world, we need, we need stability. And I'll tell you, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is the same. You can base your life on God's word because it is stable. Amen. Now, you need that in your life because suddenlies don't happen all the time. But, but you know what? I'm coming into this year believing God for suddenlies. It may not be every day. You understand? It won't be. It won't be every day. But you can have things that happen in your life where it's a suddenly for you. Suddenly a breakthrough. Suddenly a door open. Suddenly a family member getting saved. Suddenly, you know, suddenly the, the, uh, uh, another part of God's purpose for your life just drops in your heart. Starts rushing from your heart. Because it's a suddenly. Now, suddenlies are amazing. And I've had many of them in, in my Christian walk where things have happened suddenly. Uh, something just, it seems like it's, it's unexpected because that's what a suddenly is. And it's a poison all question that, you know what, how can you expect something that's unexpected? <laughs> yeah? Because you know what, we're, I'm expecting suddenlies, okay? But a suddenly means something that's unexpected. So how can you expect something that is unexpected? You know what, I, I, was, I was talking just with, with, with God during the week, and, and I was just asking him, I was just saying, you know, well, it's actually um, over the weekend, I was talking to and I asked, I was just saying, God, you know, suddenlies are unexpected. I need an illustration to go with this. You know, something that is, you're ec expecting something that's unexpected. Seems like a paradox. I was, uh, and this started coming to my heart, you know what, um, you know, you, you have countries in the world like Japan that has a lot of earth tremors. There's a lot of um, earthquakes. And there's many countries around the world that have a lot of earthquakes, earth tremors throughout the year. Do you know that they build their buildings in preparation for tremors? Do you know what they're expecting them? But they don't know when it's going to happen. You don't get a calendar when it's going to happen. And when it does happen, it still takes you. You understand? It's still, when it goes off, you're, 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 because you're, even though you, you're, you're expecting, but when it happens, you know what? You, you could have been in the shower, you, you could have been out for, for dinner, you could have been in the cinema, you could have been driving, and the next thing, it just happens. That's a suddenly, you're expecting it, but you don't have a date and a time for it. Well, do you know what, as believers, you know what, we need to live expecting. That's hope. Amen. Hope is expectancy, and, and faith people need to have expectancy, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So as faith people, we need to be expecting. So, you know, we can expect um, great encounters with God in our lives. Whatever that may be, it may be an encounter with God where you're in prayer and you have an encounter with God. It could be, as I say, an open door. It could be a, 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 a debt wrote off. One minute it was there, next minute it's gone. Praise God. Many of you like when that happens. Amen. We've had a few of them over our life. Big, a big bill and bang, it was gone. You're looking at it and your head is telling you how are you ever going to pay this? But you know what? You just stay in that place of believing. And the next thing, it's, it's paid. And it's like, praise the Lord. Amen. I was a, I was a, 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 a suddenly. 
Praise God. Thank God for suddenlies in our lives. Amen. Now, I've, I've talked as well about, you know, um, the balloon, this illustration of the balloon as well. Do you know what? There's a build-up before. And so, you know what? There is, there is a build-up. You know what? Suddenlies happen in our lives. You know, we'll see some in the Bible, you know, it, um, where, you know, it, it really took people by surprise. But then there's other things that you can look and see and see that there was a build-up. There was something happening in the background. And so uh, as we look at, you know, uh, suddenly, you know, it's important to understand there is, there is a build-up. There is a suddenly. But you know what? Sometimes when suddenlies happen in your life in God, there's many suddenlies. There's a reason for them as well. So you want to know the effect whenever something happens in your life. Well, you know what? It's, it's like many times people believe God for, for a big door in business or something like that. But what, what, what was the purpose of it? You know, so when the door opens, that, that, when a connection like happens and, and you know what, there's increase. What's the increase for? It's important to understand those things. If, if somebody has an encounter with God, like, you know, um, I, I listened a lot over the years to Kenneth Hagin. You know what, he had many encounters with God. But what were they for? It's not just, you know, to say, oh, I seen this or I experienced that. What's it for? His life was effective in raising people up. Um, it, it wasn't, you, you just don't have an experience in God or an encounter in God and it's not for anything. It's for something. There's a purpose. There's, there's uh, take what God has shown you and uh, it may be a key to your destiny. Yeah? That key is not just to say, you know, I had an experience and then sit back and yeah, that was great. What was it for? Amen. When you, when you get turned on to Jesus, it's for something. Praise God. Amen. Now, I want to just, I want to just look at a, a couple of these here that, this evening. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just after having Christmas, you know. But really, this is the stories that would go around Christmas here just, just at the beginning. You know, what you, you have um, Zacharias and Elizabeth, John the Baptist, um, mom and dad. And I love this here because there's some key things that are brought out in this. Let me just look in um, Luke chapter 1 and verse 6. And you see us here with faithfulness as well. And that's why I say it's important to be consistent when there's nothing like per se explosive. Be consistent and enjoy your walk with God. Enjoy your prayer life. Enjoy your praise life. Walk with Him. Learn. Come to church. Let me tell you, I have the Holy Ghost ministry to you. Sometimes it's not always outward, but when God ministers to your heart, boy, that brings change. A lot of people don't see that. The renewing of your mind. Your life changing. Sometimes you don't see the change in your life, but other people do. Because it's, it's slowly it's like we measured um, Tyler and Alexis the other day, measured their height, and, um, and we ended up, we all measured our height the other day again, and I'm still the same height. <laughs> um, but, but the kids keep growing. And um, yeah, Tyler, they were measuring in school, so we got the tape measure out again, and Tyler's telling me exactly what height he was. 5'11", <laughs> he's telling me. 5'11". But anyway, um, you don't always see the height in someone when you see them every day, the growth. You don't see it all the time because you see them. But I'm telling you, you see when we go to some churches and there's sometimes we go to churches and some people maybe we haven't seen at times in three years or whatever and the first thing they do is look at the height of... We didn't see it. Not the same, you understand? 
You know what? Sometimes you don't see the growth in your life, but I'm telling you, see, when you're sitting underneath the Word, the Word of God is factually working in your life. Amen? You're changing. But you know what? And when when you're with people and you grow with people, you don't always see it. Because we're all growing. It's other people many times that see the difference that Jesus has made in our lives because it becomes so natural to us. You know, there's things that we know and it's like you've always known them. It's like your ABCs. You don't remember when you're older exactly when you, you learned them. Unless you're Tyler, because he seems to remember everything. Tyler can remember everything. I think Tyler remembers being in the womb. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you don't remember learning your ABCs. You, you know, you, you know them. They're just there. But there was a time when you learned them. Amen. Might have been washing Sesame Street or something. You know what I mean? And you learned your ABCs. It's the same whenever you walk in the things of God. There's, there's scriptures you know and it's like, ah, that's a part of me now that I, it's like I know, I've always known it. But you know what? There was a time when you didn't for all of us. Thank God for the change of, of Jesus in our lives. Amen. Um, look at this here. Luke 1 and verse 6. It says, and they were both righteous. This was talking about um, um, John the Baptist's um, mom and dad. I mean, they were perfect, but underneath the law... And, uh, and they walked in the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while, look at this, while he executed the priest's office before the Lord in the course, in the order of his course. In other words, what, what was he doing? See, he's a, he's a priest. What is he doing? He's, he's being faithful. To what God has called him to do. How many people leave their post? Do you know what? As believers, we need to be faithful to be at our post. Whether there's something spectacular happening or not. Everything God do, does is amazing. Amen? But sometimes people are just looking for the big thing all the time. Thank God when they come. But there are few many times and far between Sometimes you have an, a massive experience, but, but it affects your life for a long period of time. Or an encounter, a revelation, or something goes off in you. Boy, and it brings change to your life. But what do you do in the meantime? You just be faithful with what God has for your life. Too many people are AWOL. Because <laughs> they get discouraged. See, that's what faithfulness, faithfulness keeps you consistent. When, when, there's, when it seems like sometimes nothing's happening. Have you, ever, have you ever been there? I'm telling you, for everybody that walks with Jesus for a long period of time, you will have periods in your life where you're just in that flow of being faithful. Yes, you have God minister to you every day, but you're just in that flow of being faithful. And God ministering to you because you, it's part of your life. It's many times it becomes so natural to your everyday life. But what do you do in those seasons? You just walk with Jesus. Just be thankful that you serve him, that you know him. You become content in walking with him. Amen? Zachariah is just faithfully doing what God called him to do at his post. Thank God when you're at your post, amen. Find your post and be there. Do you know what? If others leave, stay. Amen. Amen. What is so great that would take you away from what God has for you? Amen. That's a great question to ask ourselves. 
And then it says, look down verse 11 without reading through everything here, but it says, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord. So he's just about, you know, his, his office, just at his post, just being faithful, just at church, just praying. Amen. Just walking with Jesus every single day. See, faithfulness is part of that build-up. Just being at your post is part of that build-up. And then what happened? Bang! This was an instant where an angel appeared to him. And you know what? Without reading through everything here, but you know what? This is John the Baptist's parents. What was that suddenly for? It wasn't just that the angel just showed up and went, and then just took off. It was for a reason. It all had to do with John the Baptist being born. You may know that John the Baptist's life was prophesied in the Old Testament that he would be the one that would proclaim Jesus and prepare the way for the Lord. Then he's, he, he comes on the scene and he goes and, and he fulfills the ministry that God has for him to point out Jesus. The greatest prophet in the Old Testament. What, what was his, his job? He had one, one real job to do. Now he baptized people and all, but he had one real major job to do. What was it? To point out Jesus. Boy, he didn't miss it. He's seen the Holy Ghost descend upon Jesus and he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Think of all of the ordinary days that he had up until that point. What was he doing? Just being faithful. Amen. What do you do when there's nothing major happening? You be faithful, but I'm telling you, praise God for the suddenlies when they do happen. Amen. Um, also with, with Mary. We can see uh, um, where the angel came. Let me just look at verse 26 first. It says, And in the sixth month, this is of um, Elizabeth's pregnancy. The Bible says, the, in the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth and unto, unto Mary. Verse um, 28, it says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favoured of the Lord. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So Mary has this amazing experience where the angel comes, explains Jesus. And um, just, to, just to, I don't want to spend too long here, but look down in verse 37. And we, you, we know that's the story very well. But look in verse 37. It says here, For with God nothing shall be impossible. After Mary saying, How's this going to be? How am I going to become pregnant? I don't know a man intimately in that, in that way. And the angel said, You know, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Do you know what that means? That means no word of God is void of power. In other words, every word of God has within it the ability to bring to pass whatever it says. I always like to say the word of God is like Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Amen. And I'm telling you, the word of God is the same. It has the power in it. You know, when you have a promise, there's power in that. The word is powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. So when you have a promise from God, there's power in that word to bring what it says to pass in our lives. What activates that is when you believe it. And so no word of God is void of power. And then Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And that instant she became pregnant. That word that was spoken. See again, there's always a build up. God already is speaking beforehand. In actual fact, um, let me just reflect forward one there for a second. It talks here even about Jesus. Just bring us out for a second. Because, you know, Jesus, it, it wasn't just that he just came on the scene like this. You know what? The Bible says he is the lamb slain from before the foundations of the world. Amen. 
Let me tell you, before there was ever sin, before there was ever a mess, God had already got an answer. And you can take that for your own life. Before there's a problem, God has an answer. You can't take God off by surprise. Jesus was the lamb slain from before the foundations of the world. Let me tell you, if we could see it in, in God's eyes, when sin entered, God already had the answer in play. And, well, and then you see that in the garden where, you know, you, you see there in Genesis chapter 15, where it says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. The woman, can't, the woman doesn't have a seed. This was speaking of the virgin birth without spending a lot of time here. You know what that's like with the balloon illustration? That's like... <laughs> and then, you know, when you get over to um, Isaiah 7 and verse 14, there, uh, and we're taught, a virgin shall conceive. That's like another breath. And then the angel shows up. <laughs> and uh, no word of God shall be void of power. And Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. <laughs> Amen. See, there's a, there's a build-up. And it's important to stay in that place. That's what I was looking at last week. Of faithfulness. Just be faithful at your post. Just be faithful doing what God has called you to do. Believe in. And then, I love this here. Just um, look 1 and verse um, 38. It says, And Mary said, Behold. Look what it says here first. It said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. And then she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. You know, handmaiden. Um, it's the female version of the word um, doulos, which doulos is a bond servant. You know what a bond servant is in the Old Testament. You know, people could people could end up being in, uh, 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 like become a slave in the Old Testament, not like we think of slavery today. It was like it allowed you if you were in debt or whatever, you were poor or whatever, where you could, you would be looked after by, by a master and you could, you'd become a servant. But then after a period of time you were set free. You weren't a slave forever. I think the longest you were allowed to be is seven years, if I remember right. So after seven years you were set free. Slavery in the Old Testament, a lot of people don't understand this and they talk about, oh, the Bible talks about slavery. No, it was, it was the cure to look after someone that was in need. And they weren't enslaved. They, they, maybe if someone was in debt, they could pay off that debt and, and they were let, let go. But you see, when a person was let go, they could become a voluntary slave or a voluntary servant. That was a doulos, that was a um, bond servant. And what would happen would be they would go and they'd put their ear up against a, a post and they would put an awl through their ear and it would mark that person that this person is a free person but they have chose, chosen to be a servant themselves because their master was so good that they have chosen to serve. Amen? Well, let me tell you, we're, we're see in God's family, see our position in God's family, we're not servants in God's family. As a position. What's our position? Sons and daughters of God. We're not slaves in God's family. We're not servants in God's family by, by our position. Amen. We're brethren. Jesus is our brother. We're born out of the same womb. Amen. Now Jesus and his deity is, is, um, has no beginning, no end. I'm talking about in his humanity. Jesus won us 
as a, as a man. He came as a man and died for us as a man. Went to the cross as a man. Died as a man. God can't die. So Jesus became a man. The Hebrew says, um, Behold, a body was prepared for Jesus. Why? So that he could die for us. He died. I'm telling you, when he rose from the dead, I'm telling you, we, 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 and when we get born again, we're born out of the same womb. We are children of the Most High God. He went from death to life. Let me tell you, we go from death to life because he took our place. So that whenever we get saved, we go from death to life. And we become a child of God. Do you know children have rights and privileges in the kingdom? Do you know what the Bible says? Jesus is the heir. In, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, it says Jesus is the heir of all things. And then the Bible says we're his joint heirs. Amen. We're not, we're not servants in God's kingdom. We're sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. The Holy Ghost doesn't bear witness with us that we are the servants of God. He bears witness with us that we are the sons of God. We're family. Now, because our God is so good, we choose to serve Him. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a joy to serve God. It's a joy to, to, to live your life for Jesus, to be effective for Jesus. But, but that's not a chore. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, a choice of serving as a son. It's like David. David was a king, but he was also a, a shepherd. He had a shepherd's heart. He had the mind of a king to reign, but he had the heart of a shepherd to serve. And I'm telling you, we are kings unto our God. Amen. We reign through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We reign in life as kings in life. That's our position in life. But I tell you, when you realize what Jesus has done for you and you see Jesus, you see, our Jesus is king. But I'm telling you, he's also an amazing servant. And he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And he laid his life down for us to serve. He took upon himself the form of a servant. Amen. To serve us. You'll never find anyone who serves like Jesus. He's the greatest servant of all. And Jesus said, if you want to become great in the kingdom of God, become great servant. And he said that he was the great servant. And so I'm telling you, he becomes that great example of serving, washing feet, serving his disciples in the Passover. Boys, uh, you don't see that in the world. It's serve me, but I'm telling you, Jesus came to serve. He didn't come to be served, the Bible said. He came to serve. What a Jesus we have. Amen. He did that as a free man. There was no one more free than Jesus, but in his freedom he used it to serve people. I said that to say this here. Mary was the handmaiden of the Lord. What's a handmaiden of the Lord? A doulos. Now what was Mary? Servant of God. Young girl with a heart after the things of God. She was positioned for something great in her life. Why? She was, her heart was after the things of God. She was positioned for to have great things happen in her life. Amen. Now, then this leads on to um, the shepherds. 
And in, um, in Luke, this is after Jesus is born. Now look, look to in verse 7. It says, And she brought forth her, her firstborn son. Notice uh, uh, Mary didn't bring forth her only son. Her firstborn. And if you look in the Bible, you'll see after Jesus. See, Jesus, uh, Mary was a virgin. But I'm telling you, every other child that she had came naturally. And you can see that Jesus had brethren. Amen. And you look there, like James is a half-brother of Jesus. So you can find that when you look in Scripture. But anyway, I'm not going there this evening. But she brought forth her first son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And there was in the same um, country shepherds abiding in the fields, camping out. Look at that, they're abiding. No, that is faithful. What were they doing? They were abiding in the fields, keeping watch, keeping guard over their flock by night. Let me just say this as well. We're living in a time in the world where there is a lot of pressure. This last few years on people has brought an awful lot of pressure onto the church world. Do you know that, do you know that church numbers around the world have went down drastically from, from this virus? Drastically, churches have been closing all over the place. Let me tell you, I, 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 I'm so thankful for pastors that watch over their flock by night. In dark times. In times where there's negative things, but they're still consistent and still faithful. And they're putting their people even before themselves and still guarding the flock. Thank God for pastors. I'll tell you, we, we are, our ministry is, is not, you know, a, a, a pastoral. But I'll tell you, our ministry is to the local church. And we, we, our ministry, we don't want to be a, a, a ministry that is just out there, you know, a maverick. Our ministry is to the local church. We love the local church. We love pastors. We pray for pastors. That's why when, and you know me in here, anytime I've ever went anywhere, and many of you have seen me minister in local churches, you never hear me speak about life source. Never. Why? We're not there to build our ministry. Our ministry is to the local church as well as what we do as far as teaching. Thank God for pastors. And thank God for pastors that watch over their flock Guard their flock by night. You see, being a pastor is not about being a showman. Being a pastor is not about, you know, being seen. Being a pastor is ministering to the flock. Being a pastor is caring for the flock. Being a, a, a pastor is someone who ministers into people's lives. Um, and in the, in the midst of darkness, you know what? They don't leave their post. Thank God for good pastors that do not leave their post in the middle of a virus but still keep ministering to people because they love people. But it's amazing how many pastors won't even preach now because they're afraid of the virus. They won't even show up. Church online. And then you hear this rubbish. God is doing a new thing where you don't do church anymore. You, do it, you, you, you don't show up anymore. You know what? Not everybody is in different places and everybody has a right to do what they want to do or need to do for themselves at this time. 
But there's a bunch of other people that show up. And let me, let me say this here, when a war's on, imagine a, sh a soldier that doesn't show up because, because there's war. That's what they're there for. I've heard this all in my Christian walk. Church is a hospital. Church is a hospital. And then a difficult time comes and the practitioners don't show up to minister. Because they're, they're afraid like everybody else. Amen. Thank God for pastors in the middle of dark seasons. When people need hope and people need answers. That they are there at their post. Keeping guard over the flock by night. Amen. I'll tell you something else. I've heard a lot of people who preach hard and strong. And are great faith people. But I've seen a lot of people in traditional denomination churches that people many times make fun of. And I've seen those traditional pastors be at their post. That's why I'm not interested in dividing the body of Christ. I don't care what denomination a person is in. If they know Jesus as the Lord and Savior for life, they're my brother or they're my sister in Christ Jesus. We may be at different places of belief and we may not agree on everything, but they're family. Amen. Thank God for pastors that are out there post because they love the sheep. Now, I know what, at times there was forced where you, with the lockdowns and things where people could, they wanted to be there but they couldn't, they were put under that much pressure that they couldn't be at that time. But they still were there. They were faithful. That's when if you do the, the, uh, 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 the online things and all of those kind of things because it was the best option at the time. It wasn't desirable. It's not that God has closed everything down. God's closed down the church. Let me tell you, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus is in the business of the church. Amen. Thank God for people that are at their posts. That's what I'm saying. See, that's why faithfulness is important. See, there's a lot of people, they're waiting for the spectacular and the Mrs. Supernatural, as Kenneth Hagin said. Think of what were these shepherds doing? They were at their post. Let me tell you, the great shepherd, praise God, had entered this planet. And who did the angels come to? Shepherds. Amen. Shepherds. And the Bible lets us know here that the angels, you know, the angel appeared first. Let me just look down to... Well, look, verse... Verse 10, it says, And the angel said unto them, as the angel appears, said, Lo, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. <laughs> Praise God, we talked about joy earlier. I tell you, when you have Jesus, there's joy. A Savior was born, joy shall be unto all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David, David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And look at this here. And suddenly, amen, suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and good will towards men. Suddenly, praise God. Imagine being not experience. The heavenly host. That's a suddenly, that's a supernatural breakthrough seeing something miraculous 
Now they go and they go and see Jesus. And they speak to uh, Mary and Joseph and, and, and share the things that happened unto them. And I love this here. I'm going to finish with this this evening. In verse 19 it says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Look at this. And the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising Him for all the things which they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. They went back glorifying and magnifying God. Amen. What happens whenever you experience something amazing? There's a lot of people who don't know how to function after they experience something amazing. What do you do? You return back to your post. And you stay faithful. You stay faithful with whatever God has for your life. Thank God for the amazing experiences. But thank God for being at your post as well. Amen. You know, I said about, about Kenneth Hagin, which was a tremendous man of God, had great things happen in his life. But you know what? Here's one thing about Kenneth Hagin. He was called to be a minister of the gospel, to preach the word. And he was faithful to minister the word. He had amazing things, but what did he do with his life? He taught people, trained people, discipled people. Even though he had great things happen. You know what? There's people like Andrew Womack, had had a great encounter um, with God where God poured his love upon him for months where he just had the tangible love of God upon him and he didn't know how to function after that after that sensation and all of that left after several he didn't know how to function but he learned that you could live by the word what is he? he's a faithful minister of the word you see people are still consistent Praise God for great experiences. So, you know what? How, what do we do? We're like, well, we be faithful. We be at our post. We do what God's called us to do. We be faithful to church. We be faithful to prayer. We be faithful to walk with Jesus every day. You know what we receive from Him every day? Enjoy the benefits of Jesus daily loading us with benefits every day. But be believing and expecting suddenlies in our lives. Amen. Listening to this teaching by Paul Drury. Our vision at Life Source Ministries is to reveal Jesus' love and grace to all generations. To stay up to date with the ministry, like Life Source Ministries on social media or visit our Facebook page. Contact us with any questions or if you would like Paul to minister for you, email lifesourceministries1 at gmail.com. That is Life Source Ministries followed by the number one at gmail.com.